welcome to another edition of The Christ Life. We're glad that you're joining us. We are just uh, full of joy, regardless of whether we're speaking about joy or not. That's just a way of life because, you know, joy is found in Jesus Christ. And and uh, I hope, like us, everyone that watches, I know many of you that do watch this, it's, it's this reality that you're already in Jesus Christ. And that's that joy. Now, we're going to talk about something today that uh, will kind of maybe mess with some of your theology because uh, I had a friend that... Uh, number of years ago, that the moment there was conflict, they thought God was gone. The devil was fully moving. And, and, and so basically they would begin to operate as, as like they were fighting the devil in conflict. What we want to talk to you about today is there is joy in conflict resolution. There's not always joy. There's joy in conflict. I'm telling you, you don't have to lose your joy because of conflict. Uh, the church didn't lose its joy when conflict uh, came because the, the, the Hellenist widows were not being served and getting their distribution of food. There's, there was still joy there, but there's joy. There's, everyone is able to sit back and go, yeah, there's just, you know, Christ is operating and, and this came to the right resolution. In fact, even in our world, and this can be true with, with all of us, there's something that happens when resolution comes. In any kind of storyline, whether you watch TV or you read books or you go to movies, that, that you're going to find there's always conflict because there's this tension that builds through conflict. Sometimes the conflict is internal conflict, the, the character versus themselves. Or in other cases, it's the good guy versus the bad guy. It's character versus character. Or sometimes it's character versus nature or technology or, you know, superheroes, whatever, whatever it might be. There's conflict. And as the story progresses, as the story grows, there's the tension that grows. And in all kinds of conflict, there is tension. And one of the things about tension that, that is, is true in our bodies, as well as in conflict, it's intended to move you. Tension's, tension's not meant to, 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 to break, though it's it gone too far, it can break. But it, tension ultimately isn't meant to bring you back to a place really that you were intended to be in the first place. And so, well, oftentimes in life, and we read these stories, we put ourselves in those characters because we're looking forward to the resolution. But if you've ever had conflict in your home, in your family, you know that it doesn't, uh, it doesn't get resolved always in one hour. Uh, oh, it would be so nice if it did. Uh, you know, one person says the right thing. And this is the classic Hollywood. And the teenager realizes the error of their ways. Yeah, like that happens like really quick. But here's, here's, the, here's the joy principle. Let me give it to you uh, really quick. It's just a, but joy is a relational reality. It, it's, it's, it's found in our relationship with the Lord and our relationship with others. But it's important to note that when, when you understand that joy is a relational reality, conflict is also a relational reality. Now, you may be watching this and the, the conflict for you is internal. The, the, I think the principles can be applied there, but there's a different belief system that you kind of have to work with this, so you're not double-minded there. But ultimately, uh, conflict is, 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 is person to person. Uh, it can be group to group. It could be internal in a group, but, it, but conflict is always relational. And so I want to explore uh, uh, Philippians chapter 4, uh, verses uh, 1 through 7, uh, as Paul 
uh, he starts to deal with a, with a conflict that's taking place. He says, therefore, my brothers, whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm thus in the Lord, my beloved. Then he says, I entreat Euodia and entreat Sycate to agree in the Lord. There's your conflict. These two people, there's conflict going on with them. Uh, yes, he says, I ask you also, true companion, help these women who have labored side by side with me in the gospel together with Clement and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. So this isn't saved and unsaved person. These are two people who are uh, whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. And yet the re relational reality is, is there's conflict. And he goes on, he says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. There's a reason this is written here. And, and you may not, you may not find yourself rejoicing in the middle of conflict, but you can, you, you, you can find, you can find reasons to rejoice continually in the Lord. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Uh, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Now, we, we, we kind of know the two players there in these ladies. We don't really know the problem, but this is the beauty of it. We don't really need to know the problem. Uh, immaturity uh, really focuses on the problem. Immaturity says, this is the big deal. I'm right, they're wrong. And if they only saw it my way, then everything would be okay. When I was first married, I was really immature. And I said things like this to my wife, I'm not perfect. I'm just close as you're ever going to get. You know, that never went over well, ever went over well. Uh, what, what, and, but, it, but typically in conflict, we tend to think I'm right, they're wrong. And, and so Paul, when he's really working through here, he's getting us to focus in on what is right. So when we're praying and we're, we're, we're bringing these things before the Lord, we're to do it with thanksgiving. Because conflict will always make you uh, really begin to think of all the reasons you're not thankful. Uh, it, you, you, all of a sudden, you're seeing all the negative, all the bad, all the horrible things in that person. When you begin to thank the Lord for his goodness, his kindness, and you, and you begin to thank him for the things that are in your life, it does begin to change. And I think there, and this is kind of where we talk a few minutes about, there really is a prescription to all this. And when you begin to employ this prescription, whether the conflict, I think, like I said earlier, if it's an internal conflict, it does apply greater issues there, though, uh, but certainly relational one on one within a small group. If you're if you're finding that you are in your life group, there is uh, there is conflict or even in your ministry groups in the church, one group has an issue with another group uh, because they're not leaving the kitchen clean or whatever, whatever it might be. Uh, these, this prescription for conflict resolution really just allows joy just to be overflowed. It does. Because again, it's, uh, it, I, I just love the picture that you painted at the beginning, the person who uh, re will remain nameless uh, for good reasons. But whenever conflict happens, well, God's left the room. You know, God can't be a part of conflict. Are you are you kidding? <laughs> have, have you ever met Jesus? Have you ever read the scriptures? You know, th this idea, uh, we have an enemy. We have an adversary of our souls. You know, there's, there is a demonic realm that is dead set and, and, and devout, devoutly committed to 
disharmony and disunity and disease and all of those kind of things. And so when you have a, a couple of people who are coming together, uh, you know, the idea that we're going to agree or that we even have to agree about everything uh, is just it's just ridiculous. You know, there's going to be dispute. There's going to be disagreement. There's going to be at some level uh, this disharmony. There's going to be conflict. It's going to happen. It is a relational reality. Well, you can't you just can't say that one enough, Rich, because that's the truth. Joy is a relational reality. It is. We just when you when you have joy, one of the first things you want to do is share it with somebody. When some amazing thing happens to you, it's just like I got to tell everybody. When, when you remember when you first met the Lord, those of you who know Him well, uh, just that the, the understanding of His mercy and His love and His kindness it just filled your heart with joy. It's like, oh, I'm found. Woo! I got to tell somebody. I mean, that's the first thing that comes to mind. I've just got to. And who am I going to tell? I'm going to tell the people that I love. But then you start finding out that the love of God is for everybody. And so I start loving everybody. Well, now I have a whole bunch of people that God has put me in this joyous, loving relationship with that I don't even like. But God's put me there. He's, he's given me this thing. So what, what do I do with that? And you have to resolve these issues. You have to uh, deal with these kind of things. And the simple truth that we want to share with you today is that there is as Rich said really well, there's a prescription for this. There is a, this is something that everybody has. Nobody gets away from this particular issue. Nobody lives life without some level of this issue of conflict, uh, whether that is internal or it is the relational or it's uh, like you said, you, you, it you could be you against, you know, a principle or you against, a, a, you know, a movement, you against a lot of stuff. So, how do you deal with this? What is this prescription? Because if you can follow the prescription, somehow you're going to, you're not going to eliminate conflict, but you're going to come to a place of resolution. And I think that's an incredibly important distinction to make. Resolution doesn't mean that everything, everybody's come to complete agreement. It doesn't. It just means that a unity is reestablished. A harmony is reestablished. A uh, a sense of oneness, a sense of purpose, a sense of resolve has come to us in the middle of these things. And sometimes, uh, quite frankly, we just we agree to disagree about certain things and they don't separate us. Why? Well, because here, let's let's get into the prescription. Uh, part of the prescription is that God is with you, that God's presence is a part, an everyday part of your experience. And that's why, you know, he can say, you just rejoice in the Lord. Re rejoice where? In the middle of the, because you're at agreement. No, we're not at agreement. We, so you don't rejoice because you're at agreement or you don't not rejoice because you're not. You rejoice in the Lord always. Hmm. Why? Because I'm in him and, and his presence, God's presence is with us. Here's, here's what he actually says in this scripture when he says this whole thing about, you know, rejoicing the Lord and, and why I say to keep doing that. Uh, and because this will provide you, I love the phrase that's used in the ESV here, reasonableness. It'll put you in a place where you can re-see what's going on in a whole different light, in specifically the light of his presence. Why? Because the Lord is at what a powerful word. You know, you 
just go ahead, just be mean, be nasty, be, be you know, all grouchy about the whole thing because nobody, don't preacher make me and blah, 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 in Jesus' name. Somehow that just doesn't work. I mean, I've tried that. I've tried that with the Lord. I, in my times of conflict in some places in my life, I've just taken it to the Lord. Let everything be known to the Lord. Here's what he says. Take it all to the Lord. So, amen. I'm taking it to the Lord. I'm going to tell the Lord how wrong these people are. <laughs> just, oh, have you seen? Do you even know these people? They're just blah, 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 all that kind of stuff that's going on. And the Lord is just wonderful and gracious. And his answer to me typically was something like this. You know what? They are, they're, they're just, they're corrupt, they're stinkers, but I really love them. I re and I have a plan to fix them and, and I'm going to work on them and I'm going to bring them closer to me. But you know, since you're with me right now and it's you that's talking to me about this whole thing, maybe you ought to listen to some things I know about you too. And let me, let me help you see you differently in the middle of this whole thing. Wow. When, when you do that, changes start to happen and the changes move us each individually more into the sense of the presence of the Lord, more into a harmony with him. So it's not really ultimately about right or wrong. It's about righteous and unrighteous. It's the person who wants the righteous solution, which is what? Christ. What's, what's the righteous pathway to Christ's life? You know, we make no apologies for that. We are unashamed in declaring that to you, that this is a, a walk of righteousness. The righteousness of Christ is applied to us. Why? Because we have the sense that we live and move and our daily lives, including our conflicts, are, are lived in the presence of the Lord. And so we, we help to, we understand them in the light of his presence. And we, we, deal with them. We seek resolution that comes from the presence of the Lord, the, the nearness of God working inside of us. And I think that's, that's a powerful, powerful truth that we need to get a handle on. It's you and Jesus. If we were to, to take this down to a, you know, what's the first part of the prescription? It's how does that, how does what's going on and how does your activity and your, your, attitude toward everything that's going on? How does your, your kind of perception of this affect your understanding of Christ in you and you being in Christ? Mm -hmm. And that first thing, that first thing is a key part of God's prescription is, is the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. The, it's funny when you think about conflict and the, the, the things that go on in conflict, uh, the reason it's so important to understand the prescription that you're talking about is that emotions will tend to make you feel like God is a million miles away. And, and really, when those emotions come, I, I try to think of it this way. Uh, if you're driving in your car uh, and the check engine light comes on, I don't know about you, I have an emotional response to that check engine light. But the reality is, is that that check engine light could be as simple as you didn't put your gas cap on correctly. Or it could be something more severe. And so based on, on these kinds of things, Paul, is, Paul does something very interesting there. He, does, he, under, he understands that in order for the, the conflict to be solved, he did what's really a little bit of triangling. You've got the two ladies and one person who is going to entreat this person, who's going to entreat this person to be one in the Lord. And that really comes to a place of maturity. 
Because when the emotions are so strong that there seems like, whether it's you in the presence of the Lord or them in the presence of the Lord, because typically it's, oh yeah, God's with me and not with them, uh, that, that someone has to come along and help remind that the presence of the Lord is at hand. It's, it's, he's here. He's not left. He's not, he's not vacated. Uh, but then what happens is that, that someone really has to then really begin to allow the person of Christ to come into the mix. When, when the person of Christ comes into the mix because he's with me and he's growing in me and he's going to move through me. He's got in conflict. Jesus needs to move through someone. Someone needs to show the character of Christ. Someone's got to, got to, to, to you know, show the fruit of the spirit of, of you know, the, the love and the joy and the peace and the patience and the kindness and the goodness. And, and oftentimes, as I've met with people who are in conflict, uh, they're, not, they're not bringing the person of Christ to the conflict. They're bringing their past hurts, their past issues into, and think of it maybe a little bit this way, uh, that the, the person bringing uh, something to the conflict. If they're if they're bringing themselves, they're bringing their hurts, their biases, their their preferences to a campfire. They're just bringing wet wood and trying to throw it on the fire, hoping that the fire is going to reignite. But when you bring the character of Christ into the situation, it's bringing dry wood, and it adds something that is positive to the outcome. And so the 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 presence of Christ, knowing He's there, is critical. And then the person of Christ coming through us is, is really important. So you identify the where, and this kind of, to me comes back to our one-on-one -on -one time with the Lord, where he is working in us. Lord, what is it that, what part of your characteristic do you want to make known in the middle of this, in this conflict? Uh, do it, is this a place I need to be patient? Is this, is this, a, is this a place where I, I need to be uh, loving in, in, a, in a form of directness, depending on what it is? And the Lord begins to, to reveal that. You identify it, and then in the relationship, you incorporate it. And it's in that place of relationship where it always comes back to a trust in the Lord. Lord, I, I, this is what I believe you're having me say, you're having me do. I'm, you know, Paul uses the strong word entreat twice. And so he's, he's having Clement come with this, this place of going, these, they need to move. They're stuck. They're in that place where they're rigid. But I, you need to entreat them to get out of. And if you've ever gotten a car stuck, sometimes you got you to get that car rocking first. Uh, but ultimately, when you come um, with the person of Christ and you're operating uh, out of the character of Christ, the Lord knows exactly what's going to get them unstuck and move them back to a place where they are, they're together in uh, the, the propagation and the moving forward of the gospel of Jesus Christ, which is ultimately where he wants us to be in the first place. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a, that's, that's really powerful truth when you understand applicationally that there are, there are some times that, that what you need to do with someone is bring some level of comfort. And in some other issues, you need to bring a level of confrontation. You need to bring a level of, uh, hey, this isn't okay. You know, that this, this behavior, uh, the scripture is full of that. You know, the word of God that comes to us is profitable for rebuke as well as instruction and in righteousness. And so, but you, you got to imagine those two are delivered differently. And that's why being able to come along uh, the person of Christ is represented by the person, this true yoke fellow, who's who's Paul saying, you got to get in the middle of that. And, and we've got to come to some level 
of resolution. That doesn't mean uh, Yodia stops being Yodia and, uh, you know, Syntyche stops being Syntyche or that they even completely are in fullest agreement about what it ever was the conflict. Uh, it's just that they know that they're one in the Lord and that they know that their oneness in the Lord and their relationship with the Lord is so much more important than this petty thing that's going on, than this, this conflict causer that's happening, and their relationship as leaders within the church at Philippi is a powerful part of this, that you have to understand that, that that's why it's risen to this level. Why would you be called upon to do this? Why put this in a letter that's otherwise essentially a thank you letter? Because this has gotten into the church and people feel this and, and you can, you can feel this disharmony, this thing that exists. You can also feel the harmony that exists when two people who are, you know, from two different, you know, kind of walks of life and ways of deciding and pathways are, are really divergent kind of pathways. And yet in the Lord Jesus, there is just this wonderful melding of their hearts there's this wonderful meeting of their minds that that they're in Christ Jesus the Lord. That's that's really uh, not just that's not just Christ's presence. That's not just Christ's uh, per person being manifest in there. But that's the plan of Christ ultimately. That is, it's it's that we are one in Him. We are made members of one body. I love that picture that Paul uses lots of places. You know, and so. The toe doesn't say to the hand, well, I'm more important than you are, nor the hand to the toe, nor the, you know, the shoulder to the elbow, whatever. I mean, it just, why? Because we're all a part of something way bigger and, and bolder and better <laughs> yeah, in the sense that, I mean, my more powerful that, that trumps everything that really is more important than all of the little things that might divide us. These are the things that unite us. These are the things that pull us together in the Lord Jesus Christ. We are a part of the one plan of God. We are part of the, the one body of Christ. We are one baptism, one God, one father of all, who's above all, through all, in us all. So we get that. And when we bring that to our issues of conflict, and in the light of that, the issues that divide us, the issues that we might even agree to disagree about, are, are harmonized, they're resolved because we understand that we are a part of God's eternal plan in our lives. And I think that's a, that's a powerful picture here. We are united with Christ and we are united within Christ. Uh, we are one in the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, it's the early in our country's foundation, uh, the, the idea of, of denominations uh, really is born out of what we're talking about is that, that every person, every group of people should be able to walk out their salvation. And so there, the agreed upon points of, you know, the, the virgin birth, the, the death, burial and resurrection of Jesus. And, and there, there, was a, there was a baseline set. And we don't have to agree on, uh, we'll just throw this out there, once saved, always saved versus losing your salvation, you know, in a, in a heartbeat's moment. We don't have to agree on that, but we can agree in the Lord. And so there, there can be some harmony, even with these different beliefs. And I want to encourage many uh, if, you, if you struggle with, well, they're just off in their theology, and uh, that, this is where a lot of this is reflected in the world, I would entreat you <laughs> to be united in the Lord yeah. uh, and not worry about, you know, going out there and finding all the things that people are saying wrong. 
but to, to really work in your part, which ends up being together with their part, to see Jesus Christ glorified and him exalted as we live with him and in him. And so, Father, thank you for uh, helping us to experience the joy of conflict resolution. I pray for the person in conflict that, Lord, you would guide them and direct them, that, Lord, their times with you would be enriched and strengthened. They would hear your voice uh, in an ever-increasing, uh, clearer manner in Jesus' name so that they can be obedient. Uh, so your person might be made known through them and your plan uh, lived out through them as well in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, thank you again for joining us. We hope that our time together has been a blessing to you. And it doesn't have to end there. If you want to find last week's sermon, you can go to Facebook, YouTube, or you can listen to us on the audio podcast. You can let us know if you'd like to be further connected in a life group. But let me go ahead and pray as we close and say, God, thank you for being with us, Lord God. Thank you for helping us to carry your words, Lord God, and change our lives, Lord. Help us to carry your love to those around us. And we thank you for what you are doing. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you and thank you for being a part. We hope to see you soon.